This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1250. Ditch school for higher IELTS scores. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, you'll learn four phrases about faking and misbehaving at work or school. Then we'll share four real IELTS speaking and writing questions you might see on the exam and how to answer them with today's vocabulary. Aubrey, uh, how's your day going so far? Uh, it's been a rough day. <laughs> you know that's going to be an awesome positive answer when it starts with that sound. Oh, <laughs> guys, I, know, I really, son. I, I just want to remind people to watch this on YouTube. Um, yes. IELTS Energy TV, you got to see Aubrey's reaction. Okay, tell us about your day so far. <laughs> yes. Okay. So my son came home from school sick. And of course this happens. Kids come home from school sick. Sure. And then, you know, if they really feel badly, they go to sleep. You don't see them all day. They really feel this was not the case with him. As soon as we got to the car, I picked him up from the nurse and he really did look sick. And when we got to the car, he was a changed person. He's like, <laughs> let's go to lunch. Let's go to the movies. I'm like, oh, oh no. okay. Uh, and I couldn't just take him back into school because the nurse told me she had taken his fever and it was super low. Like it was a fever, taking but like 100.3. Yeah. Yes, took his temperature. Very slight fever, but enough that I had to pick him up. But he clearly still felt fine. So that's been my day with him coming Ugh. and like, I'm still not tired. I can't sleep. Wanting to be entertained all day. <laughs> you know, the uh, that story you just told could be an IELTS part two answer. You know, like um, describe a difficult day day you had recently like Absolutely. that would be a great story to tell in part two um so inspired by aubrey's wonderful experience today uh we are going to talk about vocabulary related to faking illnesses or not going to school when one should so we'll teach you four vocab phrases about those things and we'll Give some sample answers and questions that you could see on the IELTS exam related to these terms. Um, Aubrey, have you have you ever faked an illness to like get out of school or to get out of going to work or something? Oh man, I'm trying to remember specifics. I'm sure that I have. It sounds like me. It sounds like something I would do. No, you're too honest. You couldn't do that. I feel like the reason I would do that is if I were to be going on a vacation or had something I couldn't miss and I yeah. had requested the time off and it was refused. If they said like, sure. sorry, you absolutely can't get this time off. And so I would feel like my last resort was to call in sick on that day. If I really had no other choice, I hate to admit that I would do that but what else are you going to do? I want to point out a couple phrasal verbs that came up when I was asking you that question. To get out of something means to um, not to give give a reason so you don't have to do it. To get out of your chores, to get out of going to work, to get out of going to school. It means that you don't have to do that thing anymore, right? You gave a reason, you're off the hook, you don't have to do it. 
Um, to get off work, though, is different. That's just to like not go to work, <laughs> to have the day off, to get off work. So a couple of bonus phrasal verbs for you. Um, Aubrey, what is the first vocab phrase today? So just the verb ditch, ditching school. This kids do this all the time. Sometimes people ditch work as well. It's yeah. just a really fun slang verb for skipping, for not going. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, and I want to point out also that all of these phrases and the stories that we can tell about them, these are such great ways to connect to other people in real life, right? Yes, these are fantastic for IELTS speaking because they're native and natural, they're interesting. But guys, also remember them for real life because these sorts of conversations, like Aubrey and I could tell stories to each other about ditching school and it would be such a fun conversation. Absolutely. Or at work, right? If you want to kind yeah. of make small talk to ask them and be like, hmm, I noticed you ditched work a couple days last week. Where right? were you? <laughs> totally, totally. Um, now here's a second term for that, play hooky. I feel like this is sort of an older term. It's not used as much today, um, but I still like it. I still use it. It's, it's still considered uh, in use. So to play hooky is the same thing. Like you don't go to something that you should, usually work or school. Um, you could say like, you, like, on Friday, I decided to play hooky from work. So I think that preposition is important. Play mm. hooky from. So I decided to play hooky from work and I went to the movies. Nice. I could I see this being really useful more generally too, though, right? If you are talking about being more of an introvert and you're asked about what you do on the weekends or what you do for friend with friends, right? Mm -hmm. And if you were to say something like, all my friends went out Friday night, but I decided to play hooky because I just didn't feel like it. Like this, yeah. it usually, we do usually collocate it with work or school, but you can be a little more flexible anytime you're ditching something, anytime yeah. you're not going to something that you probably would be expected to attend yeah so i would say playing hooky and ditch are synonyms don't you think for sure absolutely yeah yes. so they're definitely informal though so they're great for any part of ielts speaking even though they're informal you could still use them in speaking part three because they are very topic specific and therefore high level vocab but i would not use these in writing um so we also have a high level phrase that could be used anywhere because it's impressive, could be academic as well. Instead of fake an illness, you could say feign an illness. Now, we need to explain how to spell this because it's not obvious. Right, it's spelled like rain, right? F-E-I-G-N. It really does not look like it's pronounced, so that's tricky. But yeah. this is such a good point. This is band nine vocabulary. I've never totally. heard a student use this word in all of the times I've done, you know, speaking tests. So yeah, if you can say, and like like you said, Jessica, this could come up for writing task two, speaking part three. If you're talking about maybe a government or right a, a company faking something in some way, faking progress, instead mm -hmm. say feign or feigning progress. Yeah, um, man, this is such a good word. So we often use this, I feel like it's collocated with um, emotions. 
Mm-hmm. A lot also like to feign happiness, to feign sadness, right? So anytime you're talking about faking something, a feeling could be a physical feeling like sickness or an emotional feeling, then you could always use feign. Um, I'm not good. I guess I can feign um, like excitement sometimes, but I'm honestly, I'm really bad at lying. And so I'm not good at feigning um positivity or excitement like i either feel that way or i don't <laughs> yeah i can see that i'm maybe too good at it i've played a lot oh, of no. there are like games where you have to bluff and fake emo- like mafia werewolf there are these games and i'm really good at faking people out right feigning <laughs> surprise or feigning innocence and then i win the game because it was like well i can't believe it was aubrey Actually, I am good at feigning interest. I feel like that's often oh, used. Those two words are often a good used skill together. For dates. <laughs> but sometimes, date. I mean, like Aubrey, you have four kids. You know, oh, parents yes. have to feign interest a lot. Um, yes, I absolutely. wish I was as fascinated with cars and engines as my son is, but I'm not. But I will listen to him talk about these things for hours. That's for sure. Feign interest. (laughs) All right, here's the last one. This is a fun idiom to pull someone's leg. Um, So, this is a different meaning. It's not just fake, right? It's very specific. Um, What does it mean to pull someone's leg? Yeah, it's to trick someone. Yeah. So if there's some kind of practical joke, but I would also say that my son pulled my leg today, right? He tricked me into thinking he was really sick. So though it is more of a specific meaning, this could be super useful all over IELTS speaking. Anytime you're talking about fooling someone or being fooled by someone else, you could say you pulled their leg. Or I just thought of a great way to use this on IELTS speaking. So I'll share this, guys, and then we'll get into some uh, example questions that you might see on IELTS for this vocab. Um, if you are, because <laughs> I've seen students do this, that like you you know that you can't be silent um, when you're thinking of an answer. So some students will just start talking and just sort of make something up, mm. but then you don't have enough to say because you're lying, you're making something up. So what if you start doing that? Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, The examiner says, uh, tell me about the last art museum you went to. Um, And you're feeling, you know, nervous pressure and you're like, oh, I went to the Louvre last week. No, I'm pulling your leg. I've never been to France. It's like, (laughs) oh my heck, I love that idea so much. If you find yourself starting to make up a story and then you realize, like, I think it's really obvious this isn't believable and I don't have anything else to say, just pretend you were trying to fool the examiner into believing you. Actually, I'm I'm pulling pulling your leg. leg. I don't have a good answer for that, so I made it up. Yes, I love that. That's so great. And then you're getting that idiomatic language as well. I would love that if a student did that. All right, so let's explore some questions that students might see on the test. We have some speaking part three questions that could also be writing task two questions. And then a part two question we'll share at the end. So what are some speaking part three questions students might hear? For example, you might be asked, what are some behavioral problems children have in today's schools? Or do children behave better in school today than they did in the past? These types of questions come up all the time about education and how it's dealt with in different cultures. 
Oh my gosh. Think about problem solution essays. Um, I've seen that topic numerous times mm -hmm. in writing task two problem solution or even opinion essays. Like, um, what do you think is the main reason why students do this or something? Um, and then speaking part three, of course. So let's go ahead and give a sample answer. Aubrey, do you want to ask me one of those questions and I'll sure. try and use the new vocab? Perfect. All right, Jessica. What are some behavioral problems children have in today's schools? Honestly, it's shocking. I feel like when I was growing up, I, th I thought students were bad when I was growing up, but the stories I hear, albeit anecdotal, they're just for my side, but I am shocked. Apparently in middle school here, students are ditching school all the time. James says that seventh graders, seventh and eighth graders, consistently play hooky and just hang out in the school bathroom. Um, they don't even, it's not like they're even trying. They're not feigning an illness. You know, they're not like giving a good reason. They just ditch. They just don't even go. And so, um, and nobody's keeping track of this. <laughs> no, there's no um, like administrators trying to fix this problem. So um, that's the biggest behavioral behavioral problem that I know about. Ooh, impressive. You squeezed in all of that vocabulary. I feel like that was <laughs> awesome. And I want to point out the bonus vocab to say, albeit, what a ba like band nine word to Ooh. say that. Basically just means like, maybe it's the case that, right? But really high level if you can just squeeze that in. You said, albeit anecdotal, meaning like, okay, everything I have is just what my son has told me, right? Oh man, you guys got to figure out a way to sneak that into one of your answers. Anecdotal is such a great um, adjective, guys. It just means this evidence I am providing is just based on a few stories I know. That's all it is. It's like, this isn't like a huge research study. I didn't read this in the newspaper. This is purely anecdotal, just based on my own personal experience. So awesome adjective yes um, and really quick just to uh say can confirm i hear the same thing from my high schoolers right since seventh eighth and eighth grade every time they go to the bathroom it's just full of kids that are just like not going yeah. to class like why how are they getting away with that you know <laughs> i i really have a lot of opinions about all of this because like i am continuously shocked about the stories i hear from james about his school i'm like what is even middle school for what right. are, are they even worried about teaching um this is a huge reason why i am getting my substitute teaching license is so i can be in the schools now i want to be there yes jessica make a difference <laughs> I love that idea. We need you. We need your strong voice to make I a difference. Help. I know what you're doing. I was in middle school once. Okay. Back to IELTS, guys. Here's a couple more questions that you should practice on your own um, and use today's vocab. So what's one more part three question that they might be able to use today's vocab for? So you might be asked about corporations, like mm. do companies provide adequate sick leave in your country? Um, something like this would be a great way to talk about, you know, if you think they don't, that like what I was saying at the beginning where uh, you might have to fake sick in order to get the time you need if you're not given it by a company. Yeah, totally. Um, and an acronym there that you could use that would what, it's not just industry specific, it's everywhere. PTO, right? Personal mm. time off.
no, paid time off, sorry, <laughs> paid time off. So that's an acronym you guys could throw in. Um, and finally, what's a part two question they might be able to practice? Yeah, describe a time you took a day off work. So oh. you could, like Jessica did for her answer, use all of this vocabulary in one part two yeah. to avoid repeating the same words over and over, throw in an idiom, throw in this great slang, right? And yeah, for a part two like that, you could definitely use all of these. Yes, I love it. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you for listening today. And if you want to send us a question, uh, maybe we'll feature your name and your question on a future episode. So write us at support at allearsenglish.com. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thanks for chatting today. Awesome. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.